1: Hi, I'm Basayo from London, and you're listening to Dane Baptiste's Questions Everything. My question is, is TikTok and other social media platforms a good thing for society? Okay, here comes the show,
2: and remember, question
1: everything.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, a podcast with myself, comedian, writer, and occasional actor Dane Baptiste, my producer friend Howard Cohen, a.k.a. The Hello! A mix
1: of very special guests pose the questions that need to be asked, and we are talking everything from... Dane, we are talking everything from Basayo from London's question, is TikTok and other social media platforms a good thing for society?
0: Mm, good question. First of all, Basayo, great name. Top name. Top name. I think... I feel like they are like most other uh phenomena that have changed human civilization, like fire. They're not a good thing necessarily or a bad thing. It's how they're used. So I don't think the issue is about social media. I think it's about the society that it's
1: in and the nature and the nature of, nature the of humanity well. but we'll exactly. come to that later probably but hey suffice to say on this show we ask and answer all the questions don't we do absolutely
0: no question is too big too small or can go too viral on our show and if you do like the show please rate and review it on apple Podcasts or follow us on spotify or wherever you get your podcast from and you'll never miss an episode where you can hear all of our very special questions being asked and answered via by our very special guests with that being said, on today's show is a broadcaster, TV presenter and DJ. He is one third of the trio, which can be found mid-morning on BBC Radio 1 and can be found co-hosting the Hit Footballers football podcast alongside Callum Wilson and Michael Antonio, an avid sports fan. He is also a regular on BBC Five Live's Fighting Talk and has appeared on numerous TV shows with 2022 seeing him star in a Strictly Come Dancing Christmas special with Dance Pardser, Luba Mushtuk and feature as a panelist on Enter the House of Dragon alongside Sue Perkins, Jenny Ryan and actor Daniel Portman. Please welcome Mr.
2: Ricky Hayward-Williams. What's going on, guys? How are you
0: both? We're good, man. Did we mm. Would we cover everything?
2: You covered it, man. It was nice. It was I'm nice. Glad, Thank I'm you glad. very much. Thank, Thank you me. to Saffron
0: <laughs> for putting together the bio. But also, we like to uh, pride ourselves on being a good podcast, but also a digital florist, Vicky. So <laughs> we give people flowers whenever we can. So we just making sure that the bouquet was to your specifications.
2: I'm here for it. The bouquet was tremendous. It was phenomenal. Thank you mm. very much. Good
0: to hear. Um, <laughs> we also hope that there is no resentment because we had Melvin on here first. <laughs> But in our defense, he insisted.
2: He yeah. insisted. Do you know what? There's no resentment. I like when Melvin goes first because I'm like, how was it? What do I need to do? Is there right. any pitfalls? And he tells me, and then I'm right, like, all yeah, right, so yeah, Melvin's yeah.
1: that battering ram. That's fair enough. <laughs> that's, that's, that's good. Apply to when you go out to eat.
2: <laughs> that like, too. Did you too. try? Mm, you know, I'm not sure.
0: No, I can see. <laughs> I, feel you'd, like, you'd like, the first. I feel like Melvin's happy with that role. I feel he's like he goes. He's happy with that, bro. He likes that. Exactly, because I think a lot of the time people say Ricky and Melvin, so he's like, well, let Melvin do something
2: first. <laughs> do you know what? Like, little plot twist. We used to be called Melvin and Ricky when we first started out. We when we got together, we were Melvin and Ricky. And when we started on Kiss, our boss at the time decided that he wanted to change the the names around. Don't know why. Don't know why. He was just like, "I'd rather it the other way around. It sounds a bit better. I think it flows flows more." And Melvin was not happy. Right. He was not happy about that. So yeah, he's held that with him for for a yeah, number yeah, of yeah. years. So, what I mean. so
0: we're giving him that space to <laughs> have his time. So that's why Melvin went first. Shout out to Melvin <laughs> as well. We got Melvin. Um Also, we like to uh, intro. What what are your views and in a nutshell regarding uh TikTok and os- mm. other social media platforms? Are they a good thing for society? What do you think, Is it-
2: Uh TikTok and other platforms of the like. Um for me, you know, like I I, I grew up with with social media. Like I think the first thing that I, I ever jumped on was do you remember um uh hot or not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Hot or not was my first experience of a <laughs> oh, social media yeah. platform. Um, and then it, uh, quickly went on to MySpace, which I, I immersed myself in and that actually helped myself and, and Melvin kind of in our early stages of our career. So, yeah. you know, in that, in that regard, um, It's helped me massively. It's helped me push my career forward. Um, And as times evolved and they've, you know, they've become more popular and became more intricate in, in, in in our everyday lives and whatnot. I've been a fan of it, but then I got to a point where, you know, like when you uh, jump onto Instagram or whatever, back in the day, you jumped on and whatever was posted at the time you would see mm, yeah. and they started changing it around. And I heard a new word that I'd never heard before. Algorithm. Yeah. Like, and I was like, why, why am I seeing things from three days ago when I, have right. you know, I, I didn't really understand yeah. that. And then you're posting things and it's not getting the, you know, the, the, the amount of likes that you, usually get or so i've kind of like turned away from it a little bit i i, I kind of went yeah. the opposite i kind of went anti i used to start posting on instagram and do like a kind of like a mosaic kind of thing mm. like on there just to, just just to piss them off and just to yeah. be like different and just be like yeah. i don't care about your likes i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go down this road anymore uh, i've got a daughter as well she's 10 so she's now getting into the whole you know oh how many likes has it got and i'm really like trying to get into her brain that it's not about likes it's just yeah. about what you want to put up mm. doesn't matter if anyone anyone likes it um trying to get her in the right headspace you know what i mean yeah, yeah definitely
0: no i think that's a good point i and we've discussed it before where i feel like social media the one of the benefits is that it is a democracy because everyone can technically have a voice yeah but i also feel like with every democracy there's always going to be an aristocracy and there'll be a power over that dictates which voices are heard more than or amplified more than others and i think that's probably where social media is now like you said is that mm. before social media was like you could get involved in conversations with people from different parts of the world but now because you have algorithms and now there is a way that you can manipulate the same voices. Yes. Yeah, it means that, you know, that are are trapped. Exactly. I even
2: heard the other day that um, there were, with regards to TikTok, the employees that work there can actually choose what actually goes viral now. They can actually Mm. go, right, we like the look of that one, we think that's going to do well, we'll push that one forward, which
1: to me is crazy. That's That's very very crazy. I don't trust those nerds. No, they don't know what they're talking about. Um, But thanks for pushing the show. Um, so it's probably time for a question, isn't it, Dane, as the format of this show dictates? Absolutely. Uh, Ricky, as our very esteemed guest, we'd like to invite
0: you to ask a question you may have been thinking about for a few months, a week, mm. a day, even a second. It can be any question you'd like. No question is too big, too small, too stupid, or too intellectual, which we'd like to discuss for about 50 minutes or some change. Then Howard, my producer friend, would like to pose a question to you to discuss for about the same amount of time. And then, keeping with tradition and rule of threes, I'd like to pose a question to you, which we discuss for the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. And then we'd love for you to tell our listeners and viewers where they can hear about your good works past, present and future.
1: How does that sound? It sounds absolutely perfect. Just to say that uh, Melvin's question uh, was uh, about whether men should pay on the first date. (laughs) Just to let you know, just in case (laughs) that felt important. It was a good question. It It is is a good good question. question. And uh, and I hope
0: that his uh, dating prospects have improved significantly (laughs) since we provided him the opportunity to uh, advertise his good self on the podcast.
2: We've had that debate many, many, many times. Um, And my stance on it is that I think... As, as a guy, I would always pay, but I would always like the other person to offer. Nice. Yeah. Solid. First I think that, I mean, that's, yeah. I think that's fair. Um, but my question today, something that I've thought about again, it's in the same sort of realm as what Melvin's done. I, mm. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that's, that was going to be the case, but it's in the realm of, you know, love and dating and relationships and whatnot. Um, and it's something that I've thought about for a very long time. Um, uh, my first, Proper relationship with my daughter's mum ended maybe 10 years ago, just mm. 10 and a half years ago. Um, and I've been a single guy for a very, very long time mm-hmm. up until quite recently. Um, in the last three years or so, right? When I met my, my now partner, uh, who I have, uh, a son with as well. And yeah, it's just, it's just, just a question that I've always thought about quite or tried to think about quite deeply. And it is, should you look for love or compatibility? looking for a life partner because i feel like what are the difference is for you well firstly i'd like to say i feel like from a very early age we're kind of groomed maybe to kind of think a certain way i think we're groomed to think yeah you know we need to find the one we need to find the other half of ourselves that complete us we need to find soulmate. You know, a soulmate day yeah. that's what i'm saying and even if you look at you know fairy tales and whatnot. Cinderella, like oh, she, yeah. she needs to find the prince to make her happy. And yep. there's always that that kind of narrative that's 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 pushed t- towards Saffir's us. Eyes.
0: Fuck
1: that! <laughs> <laughs> you see how tight those slippers were? Yeah. Uh, glass slippers and cut my feet to ribbons. <laughs> um, maybe it's yeah, red
2: bottoms. <laughs> <Red> <babe. laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 a narrative that it's always. um it's just made me think why are we always pushed down this road Mm. or or why have we been? And it kind of pushes you towards, you know, the concept of falling in love. Personally, I don't think we fall in love. I think people get that mixed up. Mm. I think we fall in lust. Mm. I think we fall into, into that realm. And I think, um, you know, if you can maintain that lust and then cultivate your relationship, that's where love grows. Mm. So I think people get, you know, you watch Love Island, people are like, Oh, I love you already. Oh, you're, you're a good mate. I love you. lot. Like you don't love them. Yeah. <laughs> you don't love them because you don't know them yet. You haven't even seen them without,
0: you haven't even seen them without makeup. <laughs>
2: Have you checked? They got any CCJs? Can they? Can they even get a mortgage? Like, why are you getting into a relationship? You don't even know
0: what their breath smells like in the morning. (laughs) Correct. And these are the small things, but these are the the small things that make a big
1: difference to a relationship. Absolutely. Listen. Yeah. Do you put stuff straight in the dishwasher? or You leave on the fucking side. Do you know what I'm saying? Because if you put in that, leaving that on the side, you know what? Howard, this is important. That's important important stuff, bro. I think you're valid. You know, this thing that you made there, which is that, you know, like, I think back over my life, and Dane knows a lot about it, 78 internet dates to find my wife. And, you know, I think back it's over... Good. Pretty good, yeah. I went for it. You know. See, oh, that's that's the first time someone said that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like, this needs to be a book. <laughs> well, but that like, sounds like a lot. There was there was
1: a few, you know, different, you know, there was there was other a few other relationships that came out before that, where, you, know, mm. I, I, you know, i you know, a few things.
2: You're yeah. a dating connoisseur.
1: I'm I'm not bad. Yeah, I'm not bad. And, and been and, a, been around, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a few around, things. Hell, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell my wife that. Uh, but um, I would say that I really did. Thinking back on it, fall in love, but it was it was a boner that had ultimately <laughs> fallen in love. Like, there's no, there you go, there you there's go, no real hiding from that. Now I look back on it because, mm. you know, like, and obviously you can't go into explicit detail here, but you know, you, you meet someone, yep. right, mm-hmm. and your their physical form. Obviously, this happens to women as well, right? Of course, <laughs> but with, I'm a bloke, so I can only talk <laughs> about it from. I remember a particular occurrence. I'm, you know. It was actually like a a networking thing for something to do with uh, media. Mm -hmm. And I ended up sitting next to this this person. I was just like, oh my God. I'm so attracted to this person. And like, you know... I was, I was... If these people went in this conference room right now. <laughs> girl, I would lay you across these velvet chairs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I will take you over to that merchandise table. Oh, yeah. I'll give you more than a name
1: tag. Um, but, oh, that's too
0: much. That was too much. That sorry.
1: Too much. No, <laughs> and, and, and I'm just could I just haven't got the material based around conferences. Uh, sorry, guys. No, but look, I, I remember me, and, and I talked to this person after the, the conference, Right. And her interest in me was limited. Mm. Really limited. Yeah. But I was like, no, no, no. no, I I really am attracted to this person. And I thought she was nice. Mm. And, you know, we then, I I think I then Facebook messaged her, which is slightly stalkerish, but obviously shows (laughs) that you're keen. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we ended up dating and we end up having a two and a half year relationship We ended up living together and it came crashing down uh but the the, the bit there was that it, it, you know if i look back on it all if you took away that element mm. it was we weren't compatible mm. we weren't compatible right so, why not what was Well, the because ultimately that- compatibility has to come from i think some life goals that are you know like in sync mm. and and in that case and this is awkward but true mm. Career motivations of that person would not sync with mine. Yeah, and 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 the truth of that, unfortunately, is that I live in a place called reality, <laughs> <Dang> <laughs> and that person didn't, and and that's okay because maybe they found someone who can indulge that. Yeah,
0: slightly. <laughs> Howard, I want you to be more specific. <laughs> this is very vague. It's a good story. What did this what did this woman want to do with her life? And you were like,
1: what is like hell, oh, what does no. is, is, like Anne Hathaway do and Scarlett Johansson do? They act <laughs> yeah. very well. Pretty yeah. well. Now you probably met some people who want to do that in your life. Oh yes, right? loads, loads. And, and, and loads. the reality of it is, unfortunately, ladies gentlemen, anyone, mm. yeah. most people aren't going to get to do it. Yeah, really. Yeah. And oh, I could tell that. Trust me, I've I've heard people tell me that many times. Oh <laughs> well, no, I'm well gonna no. Be a comedian. <laughs> Interestingly, though, comedy has a different vibe to, to to its accepting. You 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 can perform comedy. Yes, at any uh, without, you know, a, without, without an
0: audition, without or, your or life casting. being yeah.
1: destroyed. Right. Well, no, very easily you can destroy your life with comedy. <laughs> too, but yeah. but like you could just be like you know I've talked about doing a bit of comedy myself, and I had a really great time doing it for a couple of years, and just I never wanted to try and make it my job but you had you had realistic expectations yeah yeah, good where i lived in reality whereas that people just become and so you know in in that case you know the delusion whereas my wife who i talk about very regularly i am totally in love with her and her ambition is that you know while she works in small businesses and does you know marketing lots of stuff you know what she also wants to write kids book and i'll support her to the rest of her life to try and get her to get one of those kids books to happen because she's talented and she's Mm. creative and that's where your life patterns are together, man. And yeah. I think when you don't have that, mm. you, you, you can't compensate for the stuff that, that, you, that you haven't got. Like, you know, mm. you, you live with people in, like, you know, it's okay that you're messy because I'm tidy, <laughs> but it's good that you do the forms because I don't want to do the forms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the reason yeah. me and my wife live a happy life because yeah. the, the give and take, you know. It's there. Would you say that you, you guys fell in love or did you fall in lust
2: or was it an amalgamation of the
1: two? Or? Both for me. Uh, she was not sure. For a long okay. period of time. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I had to work hard for about that first year. So
2: you cultivated it.
1: But you listen, so you're about ours, to he's man. about to get the reveal, <laughs> yeah, yeah. which is the bit where basically we we, we we were gonna end it unless we stopped sharing a bed. <laughs> because I've I heard kept, of this. Yeah, I, I kept her up all night. You're Slora? Moving around. Really? You're yeah, a mover, yeah. you're a fidger. And so Dane knows, and it happened on the second episode of this podcast. Yeah. I think I was the first, I think I was probably one of the most vocally supportive people of yeah, yeah. that. KG, the comedian who we should get back, <laughs> yeah. uh, he was like, would you get a tap to leave her bed? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, What are you, a fool? Like, what is this? Your pollux? money
0: is on the cabinet, Howard.
1: <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Cab fare. And um, good night. Yeah. But no, so, you know, we by having that, mm. our bond is so purely... Like, it, there is... It's this word's going to sound wrong, but there is a, a functioning element to our relationship that I think a lot of people struggle with because, unfortunately, you know whatever scenario you're in, if you if, you know if for some people it will work, be sharing a bed and sharing a bedroom, yeah. it would never have worked for us. We were able to make that work, and therefore we live happily ever after. It's funny you you
2: mentioned that that sleeping arrangement because I I am a massive snorer. Like mm. I, sometimes I snore so loud I wake up and I think like someone's burgling my house. Like I, I R- snore. Ricky, I I w- snor-
0: I'm I'm saying this out of concern that you may have you may not be snoring. You might just have sleep happening I,
2: I think I might have that. I, I, might, have, I might need that mask that yeah. goes over your face with yeah. like Darth Vader and whatnot. Um, and I've, you know, I've gone on. I've gone on many a flight over the years, and I've woken up like halfway over in the flight. when <laughs> <can see. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> it was extreme turbulence that's the best kind of story <laughs> but they wake themselves up <laughs> and you know you've got the air host the air stewardess so is looking at me with like the evil eye people are around oh, no. you just angry like it's not a nice place to be mm. and when you like, go to
0: sleep people are like I love your show Yeah, yeah, yeah you wake yeah. up you're like get the fuck <laughs> off this plane sir
2: <laughs> it starts out with people like before before you go to sleep you know there's there's conversations and whatnot and then afterwards when you wake up people are kind of like turning away they're, t- they're not kind of like making eye contact with you and stuff like that it's not a nice place to be, like you mm. kind of like try and stay awake for as long as you can. I take a hoodie with me to cover my face. <laughs> it's not nice. And like, like I said to you guys before earlier, I was single for a long time, True. so I didn't really have to worry about like anybody sharing my bed. Right. But when somebody did, it was like, oh my gosh, you snore! So I used to have to look, I'd make a joke out of it, be like, well, listen, like I, I, I got my sleep. Did you get yours? <laughs> did you yeah, get yours? So when I went my when I met my partner and she told me that she really did not mind me storing and that it actually she told me that she could have been lying but she told me that it was soothing and i was like really <laughs> it soothes you She was like yeah because i know that you're there it doesn't it means that i'm not scared I, your presence is like felt while i'm kind mm. of like in, in sleep and whatnot because i like it and that was a big tick for me that was a mm. big big tick that that really helped because compatible compatible yeah. howard that's what i'm saying
0: yeah that's what i'm saying where do you stand on this dame in terms of well i think compatibility
1: versus love well
0: i I think that uh definitely the last part is very valid and uh, it reminds me of a quote from chris rock in he did in the show tambourine when he's kind of discussing the uh theories about uh compatibility and love where he said that like one of the reasons why a lot of relationships do tend to kind of uh fail is because some people don't understand that within a relationship your role can change Mm -hmm. and the tambourine part analogy is saying that like sometimes you're the lead singer in the group And other times you're just playing tambourine. Yes. And he said that sometimes people don't understand that at points in time within your relationship, you have to fall back and give the breadth for your partner to grow. Mm. And then they have to understand sometimes that there's an element of your human, creative or professional potential you might need to work on. And they just got to play the background in order for you to flourish. That's right. And he said that like a lot of the time people don't discover flaws within their partners before they were always there but he said you fucked so you forget <laughs> yeah. and i think it's a really great way of putting it is that like when people initially have a sexual attraction there are other elements and flaws to somebody that you're prepared to overlook because mm. you know in you know some people call it the honeymoon period or like mm. you know um so yeah but i think that um the issue with love is i think a lot of the time is the fact that uh people confuse it with commodified romance Yes And that's what you're saying About the whole fairy tale thing And stuff like that as well Is that people have expectations And people have a very homogenous idea About the trajectory of a relationship Mm. When that's not always the same for everyone There are some people who might meet And fall in lust and then love Or find themselves compatible enough To be married Over the space of a year There are other people who Maybe need 10 years Before they're able to Enter into a commitment of that nature And there's a lot of external factors That can determine that as well Because on nowadays Like for example You know I think whether this this idea that, you know, women want a ring and blah, blah. I think a lot of business savvy and intuitive women nowadays would be like, as nice as a ring would be like, it probably would make more sense to save up for a house deposit. For a house. Correct. So I think, yeah, that it's definitely changed in that respect. But I, I think that, uh, the problem with ideas of things like love and stuff is the idea. Like you said, it is the idea that if I have love, this is something we have together. That's going to last forever. And I personally feel like love is an experience, probably the most profound one you can have as a human being. But, by that same token it means that you don't really own it and you may not that experience with one person may be a year hmm. another person might be five years Yeah, but that time period doesn't mean that any one of those experiences are less intense than the other you can be with someone for a year I agree, with and that, that call, can be crazy chapters, chapters, yeah, yeah.
2: chapters in exactly yeah. yeah
0: and The problem is that obviously it takes the wisdom of experience to be able to have a frame of reference to appreciate them for different things. Mm -hmm. But you can have a very intense and loving and lustful relationship with somebody that lasts six months. You can be with someone who for like five years and it can be very tepid depending on the person you are. So um, with that being said, I think that uh, compatibility is important. And I think it's not that those two things are mutually exclusive, but I think there are times when when one of those experiences or energies is waning then you need to kind of serve the other one yeah. because like i've seen my parents my parents have been married for like over 40 years and oh, congrats i've seen i mean i say congrats but there are times when i'm like i'm not sure if you two love each other <laughs>
2: but, but it's that like companionship and the way they've a, exactly. cultivated that love and right? there's a, and,
0: and some of those things i think they're not included in the uh, matrices of love that we talk about mm. because i if you my parents relationship it seems more like someone who's got like a bad appendage like they've got like a a shit leg (laughs) in that they complain about it all the time but they can't enlarge in life without it Mm. so which doesn't sound necessarily that loving and profound but like you said there is an element of companionship and compatibility and shared experience which means my parents have spent more time with each other than probably anybody else that they know Mm. and I think that there's a level of uh, esteem and respect that comes with that and a lot of proof of compatibility which most people wouldn't necessarily qualify as love but I think for any relationship, it's very, that is, allows it to have resilience because mm. I think we only tend to apply the idea about love and compatibility mm. only within romantic relationships. Yeah, yeah. When there are platonic relationships, there are familial relationships, which should be as important to you as a human being, but you probably don't consider them enough in terms of compatibility and stuff. And I think because we don't do that, that's why other relationships suffer. I yeah, think yeah. you need to learn to get on with people, even as people you are working with, you have to get on with people in your family, you don't necessarily have to unconditionally accept them for the stuff that they do that shit. I think part of it is that you have to learn a certain level of compatibility at that foundation level. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to struggle on other things. If you're not kind of, if you're somebody, for example, who fails to identify or challenge or confront people on flaws which can cause you trauma, yeah. then you're not going to nurture that same skill in a relationship. And then stuff that bothers you in a relationship will begin to fester because you've not learned this right amount of conflict resolution. In the same way that, like, another thing people don't learn is that, like, by that same token, your family might put up with shit because they love you. (laughs) Because they Mm. love you. Your partner or potential partner is not obligated to do that just because they love you. So I think it's about learning that kind of skill as well. So I think compatibility is a large part of it, but I think that they're not necessarily mutually exclusive things. I think that you can... And the way I always put it is that like when I used to hear people talk about like dating websites and stuff like that I always just I think the main problem is that people talk about what they want instead of what they have to offer. Hmm. Yes. and yes, I, They do do that. Yeah. yeah we do and, do that. Yeah. Do. People tend to do that like this is what I want and it's like it's always the big question. It's like I even remember reading that book The Game Mm. about yeah, like pickup artists yeah, and stuff yeah, 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 yeah. and then like halfway through the book sorry if anyone's not read this but spoilers but <laughs> essentially you
1: had 20 years yeah you've had 20 years
0: but essentially the guy who's the journalist the guy who's gone this thing of learning how to meet women he meets a guy that's gone through one of the Neil workshops Strauss? Neil Strauss yeah Neil Strauss yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he meets one of the guys and the guy said like obviously I learned how to be a pickup artist I didn't think about what I would do with that kind of woman when I had her yes, and yes, yes. I think that is a problem that covers genders and the sexuality spectrum that because we focus on what we want and what instead of what we have to offer, it means that when we do get something that we necessarily want, like we don't necessarily learn about how what longevity we're gonna have. Whereas if you work about what you have to offer and nowadays I think a lot of the time people call it like self love and a lot of pop psychology refers to stuff self love. Self love isn't just about centering everything about yourself but it's about being able to be introspective enough to be like these are the things i know enrich me as a person these are the things that bring out the best of me as a person these are the things that i consider traumatic these are the things i don't like these things make me feel bad about myself yes these things make me harder to be a loving being or being a love yeah. so by having that knowledge it means wherever you walk into that same standard you set for yourself it, it makes it easier for you to apply to relationships
1: yeah i think uh, it's a great answer and it's a great question
0: right really good question and i think but i think yeah that uh there's no right answer really is there i think that yeah that yeah definitely um compatibility and love they can both work together because i i think that uh i love how compatible you are yeah <laughs> but but i think there's there there is even learning that there are people in your life that you can say that to yeah, yeah. and they can understand the subtext of that Yeah, and yeah. there are some people who you can say like and they'd be like what do you mean <laughs> and you you need to understand who that person is yeah, yeah. in order for you to be compatible but i think that like Love is a good thing that will fuel compatibility because there's certain things that I can do and then is like having love and a, a respect for somebody will make you pull out that finger a little bit more yeah. just, to, just to make the difference. So We're it's gonna... like, I don't have to refill the ice tray because <laughs> I'm going to go back for more ice. Yeah. But I understand that the other person might want to drink as well. Yeah. So it's that small thing yeah. that makes a difference. We, yeah.
1: we are going to move on, but it is a brilliant question. And I would just add that never underestimate the allure of danger and actually how fucking stupid that is. <laughs> what a ridiculous human instinct that is to think, oh, this is really dangerous. It's exciting, isn't it? It's awful. It's ruining my life. Uh, but fine. Uh, humans keep doing that because they seem to keep doing that, don't ne- they? They need that stimulus to evolve, well, I guess. They should probably look elsewhere in their lives and what's wrong. Um, <laughs> we'll be back after this.
2: That's
1: A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code super24. Welcome back to the show. Speaking of which, uh, what's wrong with me? Many things, but I was looking back uh, on uh, reviews for this show. Hey, listeners, why don't you review our show on Spotify or Apple Podcasts? Uh, I was looking at one here, uh, Ricky, and it says... um, Five stars, by the way. <laughs> well done. Conversational podcast worth hearing. And the rest of the review says, spoiler alert, producer Howard has had a baby, but he keeps quiet about it. <laughs> Great show. <laughs> Uh, now, the end. That's, uh, that's from, that's from Pointless App Reviews. Um, thanks for that guy, thanks. you old girl. Thanks, thanks um, Pointless App Reviews. Yeah, uh, uh, I assume what that person trying to say is that I occasionally mention uh, that I've had a baby. Yeah. And do you know what? You don't like that? Fuck you! Because I don't think you've got anything more entertaining. Going. So y-
0: you hear that saffron? I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Pointless reviews. Yeah.
1: yeah. Thanks. How many times you make that profile? Um, but um, so listen, you've had a kid, right? Congrats. Yeah. Almost the same yeah. time as me, I think. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think we're a couple of months month, apart. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I basically thought, what we do, and Dane weigh way in here as well when you when you when you open. Let's do a promotional talk about the quality, the good things. Because you know what, there's a classic thing, and it's particularly men who love to, you know, they say, "Oh, my wife's expecting," I'll be like, oh, "That's your life over, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that all fucking." I had, I had a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you, Well, good luck with that. Yeah. Nonsense that you hear from blokes. Yeah. yeah.
0: I. It's what I've referred to it as a postnatal suppression. <laughs>
1: Brilliant, yeah. brilliant. I think I hear an Edinburgh show coming, but um, <laughs> um, no. But you know what? It's it, 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 look. I, I think it's a fascinating thing that a load of blokes, and I'm not generalising all of you, but I'm talking about pretty much all of you. Yeah. Where you know, as soon as a bloke as a kid, you know, he's going to have a kid. Oh, your fucking life's over now, mate. Oh, okay, oh that's the end of it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. It is not that bad. And let's let all those blokes out there know, Ricky. It's all right. Isn't it? I mean, do you, you, know you do what? look quite tired, by the way, but I'm just, <laughs> I mean. How, 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 are you, how are you
0: phrasing this question?
1: <laughs> Despite what blokes say. It's alright having a baby, isn't it?
0: you <laughs> right, you go. There you go yeah. That was, that was, that was, that was, that was yeah. well done in the most blokey fashion possible.
2: <laughs> um, I feel like because I had my daughter. 10 years ago mm. and I've had like, you know, 10 years of kind of like her growing up and whatnot. And she's got to an age now where she's, you know, she can kind of look after herself when she's at home. Mm. She's, she knows what she likes to do. I can have proper conversations with her. Mm. Loads of people were saying to me, like, you made it out, bro. Like, <laughs> why, why are you getting back in? You made it out. You did your time. Yeah, yeah. And I, I kind of understand that. Um, but just because I think when you meet somebody that you, that you, that you love, you mm. fallen in love with, um, that you've, you've cultivated that love and whatnot. And you feel like you're in a place where you both are on the same page. Having a baby was what we wanted to do. And for me personally, I, had, you know, I had a daughter before. and I've now got a son as well. So I've got mm. the set, got the full set. I've got a bonus daughter as well. My stepdaughter as well. Mm. So I've got, oh, nice. I've got three kids. Um, but yeah, man, I, I I couldn't recommend it enough because it keeps me young. It makes me feel like, like I'm 42 now and it makes mm. me feel like it's taking me back to when I was 32 when I had my, right. had my daughter. So I'm going through all of these experiences again. I'm not quite as agile as I once was. Right. I can't quite do the, yeah, if I'm walking around and he drops a dummy on the floor, trying to get that dummy while he's, while he's in my, while he's in my arms is quite tricky. But yeah, I feel like having a kid. It's a beautiful thing, man, and just mm. being able to see yourself and your children as well mm. is is it's what it's what it's about for me personally. I, I came from a a massive family. My my mum uh, is from the Caribbean, so is my dad, but my mum's the bigger side, the dominant side of my family. Mm. Um, she's from Saint Vincent. Um, and she has got she's one of four sisters, and she's got six brothers. So you can imagine how many cousins I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dane, like you know what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably sure I've met them. <laughs> it on, wouldn't surprise me if someone said you and Dana related. Like, yeah, yeah, it, it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise be, me, me either. It me was, either. So Those cousins
1: <laughs> couldn't all fit in this room. I imagine <laughs> um, yeah. the, the
2: idea of family and the idea of legacy as well, mm. like is is really a big thing for me. I I want to be able to you know think to myself when I'm on my dying deathbed that I've got, you know, like my, my line is going to carry on. Like yeah. my name is going to carry on. I think that's important. I think like we're here for a really short space of time. Mm. I know it's the longest thing that we do. Life mm. is the longest thing that we do, but it's still fleeting. Yeah, yeah. And you know, the only way we can, you know, make that that count for me personally is with kids. So that's yeah, a beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah.
1: It, it really, yeah, it, it is an interesting thing. I, I, do, I do see the issues as much as I'm <laughs> pro- the children I've created, pro, pro, procreation, <laughs> yeah, procreation. Uh, I do. Uh, I do think. I see. I see how this goes wrong for people. Mm. Like my two-year-old, but the six-month-old Charlie. Like you know, big him up. That is a big happy babe He big is a happy. Happy boy. Does he,
0: bite, does he bite fingers? He, 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 he
1: will chew anything that you can offer him. Yeah, nice. There's money in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just with the record, you know, like, how happy is your baby? I mean, this is how, that's his passport photo. That's a happy baby. Oh, I mean, that, that is a, the happiest baby. baby on the <laughs> <cute> planet. <laughs> he's taking the piss how happy he is. Um, but like, so he's not, but the, you know, the kind of two I kind of see, like, I was looking, you know, kind of, I kind of understand, like, I mean, the guy rocks up on my door every morning about six ish demanding some kind of TV based entertainment that I wouldn't normally watch at six in the morning. And, um, you know, that's, that's not how I used to live my life. You know, (laughs) then at some point, you know, he wants breakfast, but he's got to brush his teeth before breakfast. And I don't know if you ever had to haggle with anyone over brushing their teeth, but Just brush your fucking teeth, mate. <laughs> Otherwise, your breath stinks. Yeah. Now, I'm all... How about have you had
2: the creepy stare when you're, you're asleep?
1: You might fall asleep oh, yeah. on the sofa oh.
2: on a Sunday afternoon, yeah. and you wake yeah. up and there's just a massive face just staring at you, like, yeah, yeah. two centimetres from your, from oh, your it's, eyeballs. It's,
1: but, the, you know, I mean, I am aware that he's going to lose all those teeth. But yeah. nobody wants to smell your, your <laughs> dank breath that you haven't brushed these teeth for. Um, anyway, and then we go downstairs and, and, then, it's, and then it's time for crispies. You know, we've got crispy shapes and crispies and Weetabix. And so there's a lot of options. Yeah, yeah. I cannot describe to you how complicated and messy it becomes every morning trying to sort this guy out, which chair he wants to sit in. But there's something in our connection for that period of time cuz no one else is hopefully awake My, you know my wife is in the other room as i mentioned with, with the baby <laughs> winning, uh, winning yeah <laughs> hopefully is are asleep and you know it's just two of us sit and and there's this kind of like you know we you can't obviously hold many conversations yeah but the time that we have there is is unbelievably pure and mm-hmm. and the challenge you face and this is the thing that i would say to any expectant fathers current fathers or is can you remain in the moment yeah with this child. Yeah. Like if you can do that, it is absolutely one of the most fulfilling things you could ever hope to do in your life. Because I think why people go mad and become miserable as a parent often it might maybe there's external pressures, mm. things that might be going on in their lives to make mm. it complicated. But they, they they are being the cumulative effect of all of those mornings is getting on top of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. They want to have that day where they just wake up. And they just watch matter the day. Yeah. And they just eat their toast. I I
2: remember Kevin Hart saying something. Uh, he was like, you know, men don't really look after their kids. They just watch them.
1: mm, (laughs) They just watch it. They're just in the background. (laughs) Make sure they (laughs) don't kill themselves, throw themselves down the balcony or whatever. You start to get to that stage where, you know, okay, he's doing his puzzle. He's Dylan's into puzzles now. It's like, okay, cool. And I can like help him a bit, but he's kind of, he's, he's doing his thing, you know? but you know when you can really be in with them and, and really interact with them it is incredibly powerful and like you say you kind of witnessing i think you said this and it stuck with me actually you said it's kind of witnessing the kind of uh, miracle of your creation mm. it is a like, remarkable thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, you're so right about
2: staying present in the moment. Cause I, it's hard though, right? It's really hard. Cause I obviously, I'm a, I'm a DJ as well. So there were nights where I'd have to go off and DJ. My mom was really helpful. She'd come over. She'd look after her, like my daughter. Mm. I'd get back the following morning and my daughter wants to play, but all I want to do is sleep. Yeah. <laughs> get, so yeah. And I don't know if like, I'm sure loads of people can, uh, you know, kind of, you know, understand what I'm saying with daughters they if they if they start a game there's no end time they mm-hmm. want to play like a role play kind of game where it's like mm-hmm. dad we're going on a holiday and i'm like okay cool mm-hmm. sit on the stairs that's the airplane i'm like okay fine and this game will go on for it there's no end to it there's no mm-hmm. way you have to set the boundaries before you're you right. get into that so if you're tired yeah. <laughs> that's a really spe- yeah, that hard space awful, to be yeah. in it's a really hard space i think i've got like a lot of um nephews and, and whatnot and you know it's it's a bit more you know where you stand with boys, I think. They mm. want to play football. They want to play the, the computer. They want to no. go outside and run around a little bit. I'm sure girls want to do that as well, but mm. my experience with my daughter, she loved the role play. She liked like the make believe and like using her imagination. Yeah, yeah. And things like that are quite hard if you're, if you're, if you're not on mm. it. You have to stay totally present in the moment.
1: But, mm. I think blokes do like to complain about it, you know, <laughs> don't they? Yeah. I mean, I have no frame of reference yet because I don't have any kids. You've witnessed some blokes but I, I've mode of that, I'm, I'm sure. I definitely have. I, I
0: I think it's been, like I said, the first stage of like the postnatal suppression is that men thinking that now their life has changed. It's like, they won't go home. They're like, like we'll be out for drinks and they'll be like, why don't you go, we should go to another pub. Because I, I think, and I think it's because it's the very early stages of uh, childbirth where obviously, you know, kids don't really do much more than nurse and, and shit. And mm, so they're yeah, massive. Yeah. They're almost wholly dependent on mater, maternal influence. Yes. So you're not much use as a man. Yes, and so yes. some of my friends are just like, uh, what, should we do, what should we do now? Mini golf? I was like, hey, why don't you just go home to your family? Yeah. And then it's like, they feel, they feel quite, um, I guess, quite impotent then and quite useless. And I think mm. for some men, especially, they can develop a complex where if their first child or the child born is a son, now there is a man who is going to be more important to your wife than you or your partner than you ever fucking will be. And I think a lot. My of them, partner
2: tells me that daily,
0: yeah, exactly, because now they because now they've got a man who don't care what weight they become, whether or not they wear makeup, what they make for dinner, because they always want the same thing to eat all the time. So your importance uh, goes immediately, and I think some people could kind of struggle with that. But um no, as I, I, I feel like, or as I kind of envisage uh yeah. f- fatherhood is that i think i think it seems like a very rewarding experience i think like you said there are a number of external factors that can oh, determine mm. it but i think if most things and you're a relatively of sound body and mind it can be a very good experience and uh oh, but yeah. i guess it just depends on what goals you set for yeah. yourself as a parent as well because mm. i think it's important to know obviously it's your child and your legacy is very important but your child is also not your possession as well. Mm. And there's a point at time in which you have to realize your child will have their own autonomy and their own dreams and desires. And they Mm. may not necessarily include you being around all the time. And Mm. you might. but we used to play catch the flight. Well, now I get flights by myself, dad. (laughs) And I don't need you to drive me to the airport either. Catch flights, not feeling. Yeah, exactly. And you'd be like, okay, you're fine. Uh, I'll need some money for duty free though, please. So I think sometimes, yeah, it can kind of, uh, I think that can be very hard for people to understand the various phases of somebody's life, the same as their own. And I I feel it's like being honest about with, I think, and I I think it's very similar to, like I said, we we said the first question with, with, uh, relationships. Mm. I think that, uh, relationship with a child is probably where love is probably the more important part over compatibility. I agree. Because on paper, you'd be like, well, this fucking milk drunk psycho <laughs> is not compatible with anybody I know. All they do is pretty much just excrete <laughs> and ingest and there's real, very few thank yous unless I tell them. See, <laughs> so, the, the, the,
1: the, the milk and the shit, like the shit, you may, you may any guy, anyone, what, a baby, you'd be amazed how quickly you adapt to their shit.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's you'd be true. Like,
1: Ah, right. Okay. Great. Yeah, My, yeah, I'm on.
2: Yeah. That, that's man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I know that. It's true. It's I know yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's kind of not a, but there are, there are, obviously, you say, you know, factors and there are complications that occur. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, you, you, you do find yourself kind of going, fuck me. He's noisy. Yo, Someone shut this guy up! Like yeah. I can hear him walk across the hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. pipe down, man! Like, <laughs>
2: yeah. how do you guys do it in your household? Do you, are you uh, allowed to
1: sleep through the night? Do you get? Do you get up? Are separate you, beds you're... game has won. I've won <laughs> life with that separate beds game. And sometimes like, oh, Not, not, not yeah. a lot of reception in my room. I'm afraid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just, trying to, just trying to make this marriage work. Yeah, but moving the, to BT, yeah, yeah, is yeah, yeah, not the, working uh, There's something going on. The
1: baby, the baby monitor. I mean, the one it is. just the range in here. So I'm taking. the two-year-old and so whenever he clocks in i'm up yeah you know and she's not got any of that and i've got the and she's got the 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 six-month-old mr happy yeah yeah mr fucking happy (laughs) uh well good for him well it's been interesting talking about that because i i do think it gets bad rap it does get a bad rap but bad it's not good for people i would say
2: you know just go with your gut and you know it's a beautiful thing ultimately Yeah.
0: yeah There we go. love 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 your children or don't have them
1: <laughs> yeah there you go that's a t-shirt Ooh, that's t- uh, really? yeah. to happen. um dane over to you for the final question of today's show mate. well
0: yes uh david we've been discussing love and relationships of all kinds mm. uh and i want to continue with the theme uh obviously we have had uh your uh partner in uh crime melvin on the podcast and stuff yes, as well yes, and yes i think it's safe to say that uh i'm sure a lot of the time even when you're both <laughs> existing and thriving as individuals, someone got really. Where's Melvin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Melvin. yeah, yeah. Uh, Melvin, is really going to be here? <laughs> what in a men's toilet? Probably not, sir. No, probably not. Tell him I said hello. And I think, I think, I think um, it's safe to say that you are recognised as uh, national treasures as a duo in your own right, and as a trio as well. Thank you, thank you. Um, and with that being said, uh, I wanted to ask you because obviously, throughout your illustrious career as a DJ and a host. I'm sure you've met a number of iconic duos mm-hmm. and trios other mm. than yourselves. Mm. So I just wanted to ask you, uh, in no particular order, who would you say are the most iconic duos you have met as an individual or as another part of a duo, uh, throughout your career?
2: Now, this surprisingly was really hard for me. This was really, really Ooh. tough. Um, I, I i still don't know if i've got an answer for you <laughs> Which... Well, we're, we're happy to go through the stages because
0: uh you know i mean because I, I for me i look at some of I, I look at you guys and i think that you know you've got the same like good enduring chemistry as like uh as an ant and dick
2: okay yeah, you know,
0: yeah, or, yeah, yeah or a trini yeah. and Susanna.
2: okay yeah, yeah 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 or you know yeah, yeah.
0: or yeah. a peanut butter and jelly yeah.
2: <laughs> so um i mean you have to for me personally um you know coming through in the industry at the time that we did Ant and and deck were obviously huge at mm. the time they still are and a lot of what we what we did and what we kind of worked on was looking at them and kind yeah. of like a, a tip of the cap to them as well. Um, <laughs> whether we pulled it off or not is another story. But um, did, you,
0: did you think in your own right? Yeah, you yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, 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 your own yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, Like, that's like Will
2: Smith says, you, you, you. He said something. Don't talk about my wife. <laughs> Get your keep your it wife. Was keep my my wife's name. name at your mother. F- <laughs>
0: <laughs> but at one point before all that, it was him and Jazzy Jeff, <laughs> and they got on just fine. <laughs> as a no, he and Colton, In a way, <laughs> he said,
2: he said, you at first you imitate. And then you innovate. So you look at you look at what's what's popping, you look at what's good, you try and imitate it as best you can. I think in his case it was Tom Cruise. Mm. And then you add your spice on top of it and then Mm -hmm. you give it that extra Mm. ten percent or whatever it is and that makes it yours. So that's what we we kinda did that with Bandon Deck a little bit. Um but in terms of duos It's tough, it's tough. I've got a I got a list in front of me. I should say as
0: well. Don't keep it limited to any particular industry yes. or anything. Yeah, it could it be across across the some board. Great names.
2: Uh, I really, really like. You don't even have to include me and Howard. Ca- I mean, that just goes about. Yeah, saying. just to make it exactly. No, that's why. That's that goes why. Goes that's hated. why. Oh, yeah. That's that yeah. why. Goes you
0: know, I would say with the Camp and uh, Henri of podcasts.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's a great duo. Well, <laughs> that's a great duo. That is a
1: great duo. <laughs> um,
2: I, I, the first people that came into my head were Kian Peel.
1: Nice. I think great choice.
2: Yeah, I th- I feel like when they came around, um, obviously it was off the back of you know the Chappelle you know, show, the Chappelle show. Not, but you
0: know, well, but well. I think as a comic, I can definitely say they carried the torch very well. They and, did. and, I, and I think like you said. There were, there may have been some initial imitation, but there was definitely innovation later on in the absolutely, show. And, absolutely. And, and it weren't just them as well. Amy Schumer, Sarah Silverman and Carlos Mencia they all had, all had in the same format.
2: Same, yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. So yeah, for me, King, king and Peel are definitely in the conversation. Um, I tried to like, like think laterally as well. I tried to get away from like, you know, just like, you know, comedians and actors and whatnot. Um, uh, but I also wanted to bring it back to the UK and back to mm. grassroots as it were. Mm. Yeah, 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 And I'm a massive, massive fan of young Philly and chunks. Or chunks yeah. And great choice. Um, I, I was lucky enough to have young Philly come onto our, our, our radio show on radio one. And he said to me, uh, or said to us, I should say, um, when he was bursting through, he blew up on, on the internet mm. and, mm. uh, you know the the powers that be like some media companies got in contact with him and were like saying to him right have you done any presenting before he was like i've done nothing i've just like been recording myself on <laughs> on my phone and putting it out and it's, it's got mad and they were like okay well don't do anything or we want you to come and like do a screen test for us and he was like okay and he said the first thing he thought of was who can i go and watch to kind of like be a presenter right. quote unquote so that i can get this job like put it in the bag and he said i watched Ricky and Melvin, which mm-hmm. was a really nice thing for him to say. Yeah. Um, but they told him, don't watch anyone. We want you to be you. We want you to be right. unapologetically you. Yeah. And that's what I love about that generation, this generation, especially uh, chunks and young Philly. I think they are unapologetically just what you see is what you get i yeah. feel like i feel like when myself and melbourne kind of came through it was a, a case of you know you can be you can be yourselves but you can't be you can't be too you can't be too street you can't be too black yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to be a little bit like you have to appeal to like everybody I don't want to
0: alienate our demographic yeah of, of yeah. course
2: of course so i feel I, i'm just so happy that you know we've been we're part of that process that's allowed you know a chunks of young Affiliate to come through cuz i'm looking at them now and they're doing things that I'm 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 seeing them in adverts on on billboards. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. They're doing amazing things, and I'm just like, it's just it's just so nice to see. So they're on my list. Yeah. Good
0: man, and I, I think and I think it stands to reason, yeah, that you should definitely uh bask in that light, man, because mm. you know I even myself being 41, like when I see these guys when they're doing like foot asylum and doing all these other like uh, advertisements, it's mm. like between them and even people like KSI, it's yeah. ongoingly providing a very positive aesthetic as well. That's right. A very positive aspirational aspect to, like, young people. And I guess, you you know, one the questions we said before, that might be one of the good things about social media. Yes. Because if those guys had to go through the normal yes. route of stage school and stuff like that, they may not
1: necessarily have the same kind of profile. Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a cool thing. Yeah. Nice. Great choice. Yeah, there's some good ones, but some good names so far.
2: Uh, But uh, the, the one, the duo that I'm going to go for, it's questionable whether it's a duo. They, really? I, I feel like they were... I feel like if I, when I say it, you'll, you'll give me a blur. You'll let, you'll let me have it. But I'm going to go for uh, a duo from the music industry. And I feel like the reason why I'm going to go for them is just because their legacy, what has come come after them mm. is so huge and has impacted me and my life so massively in one way or another that I had to put them in. And I've gone for Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. Mm. Nice. <laughs> Great choice. Great choice. Just because obviously. You know, the chronic, Snoop and Dre, like being introduced to Snoop Dogg back then, um
1: doggy style. Like, oh well, man, that changed my life. It I changed my kid. life as well, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah and, uh, I
0: never had anything like that in my life.
2: Seminal moment for yeah, me. Definitely. Um
1: what? Just give our give our listeners who maybe don't have the context for it. So
2: you gotta think like when I was when I was a kid, when I was like in my early teens. We you didn't. There was no YouTube's. There was mm. no. You know, the internet wasn't really a thing at that point. So your only chance to hear music, especially from across the pond, mm. was on things like Top of the Pops, yeah, yeah. or whether it was like there was a couple of shows that would be on ITV or Channel Four that used to come very on.
0: rare. Like if you had a chart show on Saturday, if you're it, lucky, you might get on random thing or mm. like it, Channel Four might have a, a TV show late, exactly, but yeah, exactly. And if there
2: it. was a show that dealt with, especially with black music, it would be hidden in the schedule somewhere quite late at night, and mm. you might hear about it by word of mouth or try and catch it or whatever um so to see those guys on something like top of the pops for me i think i think the first my first introduction to them on top of the pops i think was or that west coast kind of movement was warren g Regulate. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think that got to number one. Another, another
0: iconic duo. Another mm.
2: iconic duo. Yeah, uh, yeah. And they were off, you know, they were in the same camp as, as Dr. Dre and, and, and Snoop and Their brothers, They're brothers. They're brothers. Warren G and uh, Dre. And Dre. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, for me, the legacy, obviously we know, we know the storylines. We know, obviously, you know, that, that kind of, that birthed, um, what we saw of Tupac on a massive scale, yeah. on a mainstream scale. That obviously fueled the whole, you know, at the time I'm, I'm a big hip hop fan, but that that fueled the whole, you know, the the East Coast versus West Coast, West Coast thing. Which we,
0: which we should be bad boy Death Row beef a- rather absolutely. than anything else. Yeah, yeah. A-
2: absolutely. Um, which at the time, obviously, we know how it ended, but at the time, as a teenager, that was that was just that was the best soap opera ever. Is
0: mm. <laughs> all all the stuff we hear now, like about rap beef and anything like that. Like I don't think a lot of people remember. There were no rap superstars before that stuff happened. That's right. If if if, if rappers did stuff, unless you were in the culture and in the know, it never really made national yeah. or mainstream news. So yes. that basically, yeah, that 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 catapulted hip hop into like yeah the collective consciousness. Whereas before, people didn't really take rap yeah. seriously at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. To be honest,
1: one hundred percent. I just remember with Doggy Style when I, I was you know like you say you, it was it was something you you couldn't find many roots to it. What were your roots to it? It was someone you knew who had it yeah you for me, Dog Style was like,
0: yeah, definitely word of mouth and, and cassettes because i think cassettes, prior, yeah, prior to like you know because this this is what happened was that we created our own viral moments in those days mm. so i'd say to anyone who was a recording artist prior to uh digital streaming <laughs> you probably sold four times more than you actually sold <laughs> yeah, because for at least one person yeah. would be like i'll make you a tape i'll make you a tape <laughs> but i'm not doing anymore, more but are gonna break my machine man yeah. but i can only do like four or five people I and remember i remember the bit where yeah. it's uh
1: what was the intro to uh one of the later tracks Ain't no fun? No, he's at the school. And the kid oh, and the it's um, going, Jesus, for my Jesus and Hustlers. Jeez and Hustlers, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Great song. Yeah. 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 I want to be a motherfucking
0: hustler. Ask somebody.
1: What a song. What a, ch- what a massive... Ch- uh, it- that album was... A- oh, yeah. man. And it, it, they. I mean, they were a duo. They were a massive duo. And I think in some ways, not being able to kind of pin down every element of them and what they could... What they were and what they became mm. and how they not like kind of... they're synonymous being together but they're not they're not forced to be together agreed has made it made actually the longevity of that but sometimes you have that
0: and I I love that like as a choice as well because musically I definitely am fascinated by seeing when two artists come together and they basically yeah they have this um, amazing like synergy so Mm. yeah Snoop and Dre and then even like Dre 10 years later with Eminem. Mm. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say, I definitely. Because uh, it was
2: the same blueprint, right? That, that yeah. you use with, it, it, with Snoop.
0: Exactly, yeah. It's, it, I love that. Uh, Timbaland and Missy. Yeah. I think they never fell. But then Timbaland and Aaliyah as well. It's yeah. an amazing one. Dark Child and uh, Brandy. Brandy.
2: Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that was um, Hitboy and Nas. Absolutely, man. Fa-
0: I feel like finally, <laughs> not, not obviously, I'm a massive Nas fan, but I think now finally, and I think sometimes it's, it's like, you know, in the same way that, like, you know, uh, it was like Biggie and the Hitmen, yeah. and uh, I guess Drake and Forty uh, Noah.
2: Of course, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So like yeah.
0: in-house producers who almost understand on a very bespoke way, like exactly how to tailor a soundscape to a particular mm. artist. Quincy and Michael.
2: Yeah, of course, of um, course. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I Absolutely
0: mean, Havoc and Prodigy. <laughs> uh, no, the and Conan. Creptin' cones.
2: Yeah, yeah Krepton <laughs> Cone.
0: I think that's a good and very under, under uh, Young T and Bugsy. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that was yeah. a few,
2: Saf <laughs> <laughs> The blueprint was there from yeah, a long yeah. time. So, so, long
1: time. Duos, all good. I think the thing well. about about duos and kind of wrap this up partly is, I suppose you got to know when to take a break. Yeah, yeah you've know have your yeah. own have your own time because yeah. if you get trapped, I think you know I could talk in s- some detail about the issues facing uh, the guys we know on ITV, and you know they've had their very public issues uh, independently. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, but they're you know they're, that that some of that has come from being so I think kind of trapped. Mm. Yeah. A little bit together. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: Um Do you think they would you know, without getting into too much detail, do you think they would ever wanna deviate and do separate projects or whatnot? I think that, they I have think bits and bobs, but they're I think so it's, synonymous, aren't yeah, they? I yeah, think, yeah,
1: I think I think it, it 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 is a kind of yeah, they they're they're in that car together, I think. Yeah. 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 I mean, when you start as long ago as they did on Biker Grove,
2: man. I know Biker Grove, man. My PJ and Duncan. You're
1: talking. Right. <laughs> but I think
0: Howard. I think that's a good 30 point. Thirty years they're, of they're doing in doing this. But yeah, like I said, they're in the car together, and I think I think partially is because, you know, they're understanding the compatibility of being in the said car together. Yeah. And
1: I'm a, I am realize how bad a choice of analogy that is in regards. To- <laughs> <laughs> the fucking crimes that we've talked about and apologies I mean, crime that is a wasn't... strong word but you know <laughs> well, we, we all make much. mistakes yeah we all, and we
0: uh, do, no one no one no one lost their, their no one lost their lives so yeah. you know yeah. we understand we all make mistakes um but yeah these are the music ones are good uh, any sports doers before we we, we wrap mm. up
2: sports doer. i did like what you said uh Bergkamp and henry that was a good one nice. um yeah, yeah. but obviously being the liverpool fan i would have to say probably uh, for me personally i'd go Gerard and Torres.
1: For Me personally, mm, that's, nice. that's, that's,
2: that's, that was a great duo, that was a nice. great time in a, uh, uh, my, my time as a Liverpool fan,
1: yeah, yeah, didn't, I, didn't I, win I, much, I, <laughs>
0: but
2: yeah, um, <laughs> so
0: after, after that Chelsea match, that is cold, Howard, is
1: a cold, a cold way. Nobody made it through that match, Dane. Don't worry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, no, um, it's been a good episode, it's, it's been, been a really it's been, it's good great. episode, we've done a lot, we've done a lot, like we've is. done a
0: lot. We, we, we've loved having you here and we, you. and we found your narrative to be very compatible so yeah. thank you very much um, um, yeah and also congrats on, on a new life new family and thank stuff. you very much um, man. when you're not uh, doing all the good things uh, father and uh, partner wise where can we find about your good works past present and future
2: so uh, obviously I'm on Radio 1 Monday to Thursday uh, on the Live Land show that's 10.30 to 1 It's a good um, slot isn't it it's a, do you know what it's a great slot don't have to wake slot. up that early it's a great slot guys like I I, I did Twelve years of the Breakfast Show on Kiss with with Melvin and Charlie, and you know that was at a time in my life when all I wanted to do was go out. So it was torture. Every single day was torture because we're invited to a million different things but you got to be up by four in the morning Sa- <laughs> four
0: gotta, in the morning yeah, sacrifices, sacrifices sacrifice was yeah, was yeah. taken
2: not always but sacrifice <laughs> was there most of the time so doing this slot now I'm, I, we're really grateful it's, it's a it's a great show we're really it's really fun
0: shout out Charlie as well Charlie and yeah Charlie you're more than it. welcome on the podcast as well we'd love to have you on just to yeah, complete yeah. the trio and the Holy Trinity she as would well
2: definitely, she'd definitely be up, for it. She'd uh, definitely yeah. be up we'll, for
0: it we'll send out the feeders get that happening Charlie so yeah, yeah see you yeah. soon
2: uh, obviously I'm doing the um, the FFP as well the footballers football podcast at the minute that literally came about just because um yeah i went on as a guest and they were just like you know your stuff you might, why don't you come on a bit more and i was like all oh, right cool and then i just ended up staying so yeah nice. <laughs>
1: and you know what big love for for michael antonio personally like oh, i think he's a great love him to come on this please show. refer him and let, i'll tell him i tell, we, him, we, I'll tell honestly, him and also
0: tell him that emil heskey and louis saha and titus bramble even mm. <laughs> that might be quite speculative but he did uh accept my request online <laughs> and he uh, seems we live quite a quite nice life out in the emirates And i'm just saying titus we would love to hear your story yeah. Respect your work brother and uh yeah and also yeah we we would
1: love to uh, yeah I love once, to have I once
2: bumped into titus bramble in a bar he in, bumps into quite a
1: lot of people yeah, remember, in on Ixwich. the on the pitch <laughs> uh, <laughs> no offense titus come on come on you had your moment
2: he was um he was on the opposite it was like a bar that was kind of like an island bar kind of thing yeah. with the, the you know the bartenders in the middle and everyone around the around the sides or whatever and i was on one side he was on the other and he just like, just put his hand up, waved to me. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, the Titus Bramble knows who I am. That's, that's quite a nice thing. And pay for my drinks. So big up Titus Bramble. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like
0: a lot of the time, one thing I've learned, especially from podcasting in general is that, uh, yeah, you see very little or beneath the surface on people's experiences, especially how they are, uh, how they are um, described in mm. mainstream media. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, the more people we can invite to our story, good. So, yeah, shout you out, Titus. And, but definitely, Mikel Antonio, we would love to have you on the podcast I as would well. I 100% tell him. That would 100%. mean a lot to us, man. Uh, as much as it's meant to have you on the show as well, Ricky, man, it's been great, man. And, and can I also say as well, man, Go on. you know, I'm not as young as Chunks in Philly, but, uh, <laughs> no, but definitely, so far as like, being in the industry and creative you have definitely been inspiration man so uh,
1: bro, that's love, definitely man. appreciate yeah, you kind of like setting pace so likewise, thank you very man. much for coming on the show big up thank you boys thank you you've been listening to dane baptiste questions everything hosted by dane baptiste and myself howard cohen more from dane and myself make sure you follow us on instagram at dane snapteast and at the howard cohen you can now support us on patreon just search dbqe podcast and unlock ad-free content and you can watch the full length video of the podcast. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. If you have a question for Dane, make sure you send us a DM on Instagram at dbqepodcast. And we could feature you in our next episode. Thanks for listening, guys. And remember, question everything. Insanity group.